The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome to New York Talk. Thank you for joining us on the Rotherham United podcast. Um, still unbeaten. Three games in, still unbeaten. <laughs> um, still only one goal conceded. I honestly don't know what to bother about his championship. It's just easy, isn't it? It's just... <laughs> oh, don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says when we get beat 4-0 on Saturday. Um, <laughs> we will cover the Preston game from the defensive resilience uh, and then we'll look ahead to Saturday when we go down to London um, and try to come back with some money left. To be honest with you, uh, <laughs> uh, Danny is with us. Hello, Danny. How's it going? Hello, everybody. How are we doing? Uh, Michael's with us. How, you, make, I'm, this is useless to audio listeners. You've got new blinds. Yeah. Ooh, look at him. Mm-hmm. Somebody's had a good yeah. one, haven't they? Hey. All the other time. <laughs> <laughs> All the other time's paying off, so I spent it on blinds. <laughs> oh, uh, first of all, thank you everybody who joined us for the Twitter space after the Preston game. Uh, it was the first one last 20 minutes, so uh, it was fun. We'll be doing another one after the QPR game, half six, seven o'clock, something like that, Saturday evening, pre the boxing. So if you want to shoot boxing, you can get involved with our talk before that happens. Um, yeah, it was good, wasn't it, Mick? Yeah, we're all right. We're all right. It was uh, plenty of people right. on. Um, yeah, all right. Plenty of room for improvement. You know what I mean? Let's not let's not start saying it were excellent because then obviously we've not got very far to go, have we? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, we're going to start today by not talking about the Preston game. We're going to start by celebrating ten years at New York Stadium. Uh, we are recording on the day that is ten years to the day since we moved in to this wonderful stadium. Um, and it's been an incredible 10 years. Well, we had f- four, five promotions, three relegations, something like that. <laughs> something crazy like that. Madness. Absolute madness. We had one, one season, two, we had two seasons where we didn't get relegated or promoted. That was first Steve Evans and Neil Warnock. Every other season has been a promotional relegation. <laughs> um, 
We're entertaining. That's Ridiculous. Sure, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So what we're going to first 10 minutes, I want your favourite non-obvious New York Stadium moment. So we, we all know we love the playoffs. We all love Scunthorpe. We all love Preston. We all love the Aldershot game, even the Reading game, which survival was confirmed. I want your non-obvious favourite New York Stadium moments. Mick's got annoyed at me for asking this question. I have, I yeah. Use his brain. <laughs> I have. And, I, and um, I'll tell you what else. I'll tell you why else I'm annoyed and all. Not on. only have you made me use my brain, I've also forgot up until this point that you actually asked me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Oh, wow. let, 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 me just, let me just check when Matt actually sent the, the text in the group yeah. chat to say, yeah, yeah let's try and remember time, this. <laughs> For middle of day. Yeah, 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 a while ago. Here we go. I think we should pick our favourite non-obvious moment in New York years at half past ten this morning. <laughs> so, I, I, I mean, to be fair, me, I'd forgotten until I checked for the group chat about half an hour ago. So, I, I'll let you off personally. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thank you. <laughs> um, Danny, what have you, th- have you thought of any? Did you put one in the group chat earlier, which I was a fan of? Yeah. Um, Did he? <laughs> when, um, when Will Volks completely finessed Roy Keane, when he had his little dabble at being assistant manager at Forest. And he tried to block Will Vox from taking the throw in, and in his run up to take the throw, he just shoved him out at way. And it's like, oh, Roy, you've lost your defensive touch, pal. Because Will Vox just completely shoved him out at way. That was my non playoff big moment. Big moment, if that makes sense. I like it. Um, one of my favourites was quite a lot of Steve Evans ones, but we beat Leighton Orient in the season. We ended up beating him in the playoffs. We beat him at home. I think they were top at league. Um, and Ravel scored what I think was like a 95th minute winner. In front of cop, and it's just one of them days. You know when you you're, you're trying to move up the league and you play top of the league and you beat top of the league at home. Um, New York, you just went crazy. I, I like sort of random games in the middle of the season where New York goes crazy for no real reason. <laughs> um, yeah, Mick, have you got anything? I've got a few actually. There's, there's quite a few, Ooh. isn't there? I mean, there's there's, there's Joe Newell's penalty against da- uh, Donny. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that, I mean, that's, I suppose that's a bit of an obvious one. I was going to, obviously, I was going for Leif Recklington's goal when he ran into the crowd. That, that was my, I know it's the obvious one, but it's my standout moment. And I'll never forget that till the day that I die, that moment. Mm. Um, that, that was that was immense. A couple of people have already put this in the comments. The other obvious one um, is, is watching the Derby fans cry when, they, when, they, when we got back to 3-1. <laughs> I started crying at three one, and uh, it was inevitable where that were going to end up, and that was a fantastic, um, fantastic moment as well. With the um, with the whole ground singing camp, uh, when because Derby fans were singing Dilly Camp, Campy, what's the score at three 0 down? And yeah. they got brought back to three three, and all the Rotherham fans are singing Campy, Campy, what's the score? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was special. Banging four past Sheffield United was a decent, um, a decent one as well. Four? Three. 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 I thought it was four. Three one. Yeah, I thought it was four. I mean, four. Harry Maguire played from, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, yeah. There was a random another random great game where we beat crew four two. And we were losing I think we were losing two one. And we it was again that same season we got promoted beat later on in the playoffs. And crew had a penalty. Adam Collins saved the penalty. Like two minutes later, Ravel went up the other end and scored and we ended up winning four two. Uh that were that was a good one. Paul Brock says the Wolves 3-3 game. Uh, Mick's still, still unhappy about that. Michael game. Oliver, I've not forgiven Michael Oliver for that. <laughs> I haven't. 
Uh, one of my favourite moments that's like, it's the only one that, you've, that I found out since uh, through mm. reading different things. And for me, it's just, it's good because it's just a good story. Like, we all know how squeaky bum it was getting back into town with the EFL breathing down and next about Donny, like, mm. about Don Valley, like, oh, back in four years, or you're expelled and all this crap. <laughs> and it's hearing the story since the, I think it was the first pre season game at New York where we were still testing capacity. And it wasn't connected to the national grid, so it was on the yeah. backup generators. <laughs> I, I just love that story. It's just that is how close it was for us. They were like, right, we need to get this done. Switch the generator on. <laughs> <laughs> Stuffy on, or whoever provides the electricity will do it ourselves. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. We could we could Ben Pringle's goals goal against Wednesday in the League mm. Cup. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember Frecklington scoring the poxiest when we beat Middlesbrough 1 0, again under Neil Warnock. Absolutely <laughs> battered by Middlesbrough, would go on to finish second. We were completely battered by him, and Frecklington pops up in 87th minute yeah. <laughs> with a winner. Uh, yeah, there's some brilliant ones. Been some amazing moments at New York Stadium, and there will be many more to come. Yeah, I mean the, the the disappointing part of it is that we've got to we, we should be blaming YouTube really for not allowing us to show some video of it because there's been been some great video down the years, some lovely video clips. But uh, we're, missing the most, we're missing the most obvious one: the three note against Wednesday. Three nil against Wednesday. Yeah, good point. Dr- drone day. Drone day. Drone yeah. day. <laughs> the drone day massacre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think if we beat all our local teams, we beat Leeds on telly, um, and then we beat Leeds late on when um, that were getting under Neil Warnock. Yeah, uh, late on. Have you ever uh, beaten Barnsley in league football? I know we beat him in a pre-season, but I don't think we've beat him in the league, have we? So just sort I of don't like think I've ever seen each other. Barnsley. I may be wrong on that. I'll, we might as well check that. Yeah, I know, I'm I know pretty the, sure we haven't beaten them. I think Barnsley beat us four 0 at New York when we were absolutely atrocious in sixteen seventeen. Yeah. But I don't think we've beaten them in competitive football anyway. Oh, there's, no, there's, always, there's always that. one. We were just about to tick everyone off. There's always one in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think Barnsley, though, we've played them, to be honest. Sometimes we've, we've up when they're down, down when they're up, and things like that. So, obviously, mm. COVID. Uh, yeah, none mm. of us, have, except Mick of Sinners, beat Barnsley, Danny. Um, the last time we beat Barnsley in 1982. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So yeah, we definitely mm-hmm. have been at New York Stadium. Um, yeah, some great ones. Uh, Sarah, Sarah says she had a hendo at New York Stadium when we beat Leeds. Greg Halford last minute penalty. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So many great moments. Let's talk about the current day, the current season. Um, the nil-nil draw away at Deepdale. Still unbeaten against. Preston, I think the last three or four games. Um, to say it was a rear guard, a brilliant rear guard defense, Danny. It's probably underplaying it a little bit. Certainly in the second half, um, we got we got out of there with a point, didn't we? That's 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 a good way of saying it. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think Warner put it perfectly. We we rode a look, but at the same time, some of the blocks that we put in against their strikers was fantastic. You sort of see them all lining up and everyone go. No, not to not to. It's like it's like Gandalf doing. You shall not pass, and just throw your body at it. And we've kept it out. I think 
if, if there was ever a performance to describe in the trenches football, it was that mm. second half against Preston. Like we dug in and dug in hard and just refused to let them through. Like whether it was uh, the back three or Victor, we just refused to concede to him. And yeah, rode a look at times. Probably in the first half, we definitely rode a look because they were through on goal and dragged it wide. Um, but that second half, very dogged, determined, gritty defending. And it wasn't good for me blood pressure at the time, but now that I've had a, bit, a little bit of time to calm down, what a second half performance. I absolutely loved it even though we had to have a sit down on the curb before getting on the bus because my heart rate was all over the place. It was like, how have we managed that? Hang on, I need to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sean Green says it was a great defensive display. <laughs> Carl Briggs, the last 20 minutes felt like hours. Yes, <laughs> yes, they did. Yeah. It's, it's one of those funny ones, Mick. It did. That last half, that last half, the second half, obviously, because mm. that is the last half of every game. Yeah. Um, it was tough. It was hard. But when you look back at it now, it weren't were it because we're because we were in the moment. Mm. I think it, yeah. it was stressful. But if you look back, and I know they had loads of shots, but there were no goal line saving clearances. There was the stunning save from Victor, which is which he tipped over the bar, uh, which he tipped onto the bar. Sorry, um, but they never really penetrated us, did they? No, they didn't. Not really. Not not really. Um, and and when they did manage to do that, like you said, Victor were there too uh, to tidy it up. So. Um, it, it's it's a great sign for us. It's a great sign that we've, we've gone 95 minutes, whatever it was, without capitulating to what is no doubt going to be a top six side this season because they are very, very good. There's no question about that. Um, they, they like to keep the ball. They keep the ball very well and they're effective with it, um, unlike some other teams that we could mention. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, defensively, was just an absolutely outstanding performance. Outstanding. Maybe Ben's criticism in the after post match after Reading stung a little bit and they've uh, <laughs> given him some, given him something to think about. But um, you know, the, you, you look at it and and that defensive unit was was at times with eleven men. And mm. you know, and and it, just brilliant, absolutely fantastic to see. Mm. Yeah, um, we're going to talk about some individual praise because we love giving individual praise out, and we love giving individual praise out to Victor Danny. Um, Power Mad UK says that Vic, the Viking was like Superman; he would stop bullets on the day. Uh, <laughs> Paul Brook says yes. Victor saving that shot onto the crossbar. It was also great defensive display. We know how good Victor is, um, and I suppose he's young. It was his fiftieth appearance for the Royal United. He took the yellow card as we, as we said he should in the pre-match show. But he is still young, and you sort of there's always a worry that because he's so inexperienced, that feels like the wrong word, that we're going to get done by a poxy shot that comes off post or whatever. And he just looks more assured. And I don't know why, but I think he looks more assured this season so far than he did last season. It, it looks mm. bigger, it looks stronger. I don't know, I might be misreading it, but that's that it looks better this season already. I think it's because he's um. He had the one season in the championship being backup keeper to Jamal Blackman, who was now at Exeter. So I'll, I'll make your own minds up on that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and then he was. I, I, can you have like two start first choice keepers? Because we seem to have that last season. Um, but this season, he, he's definitely 
at least until he gets some sort of injury, fingers crossed he doesn't, but he does seem to be the starting keeper this season and he's wearing that sort of like a um, a badge of honour mm. that he's his first choice and he's, um, he's up to the challenge of it. But I think the, the three that sit in front of him this season give him even more confidence because he's got the experience in front of him. So he knows, right, they're probably not going to make silly mistakes. So I can just watch the ball and if they get through, then I can make the save, which is mm. exactly what he did um, when he tipped onto the crossbar. He read the game, they sort of beat the little bit of a defensive pack that was there and got the shot away. And he still saved it. And like the comment said, it was like Superman. He flew and got his hand on that. <laughs> he didn't I, get his hand on it. <laughs> it did, I, Ray, Ray, I, I, know, I know we're a bit critical of um, Mr Langford, um, but if he's given the corner and there's no no reflection, he has to have got a little bit of something on it just to, just to say he got at least one decision right because he definitely got the time-wasting yellow card wrong. So, yeah, yeah. you know. I, I'm, yeah. I'm only winding you up. I know, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, and, but and as any good keeper way. would do, he would probably claim that he touched it anyway. Even if he didn't touch it, I would be claiming I saved it if I were a keeper. Uh, I take the corner, take the corner, I saved it. Left <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there was one in the first half was always rushed out to the player and, mm. and completely yeah. covered the goal. Because yeah, all right, it were it were a poor shot from from Parrot. But Victor made himself big, and Victor's not mm, a big, yeah. not a big guy. You know, he's not six foot seven. Mm. Uh, but he made himself big and more or less covered the goal. So Parrot's gone for between his legs, but he's got down quick enough and stopped it and, and blocked it, um, which is great to see in a young goalkeeper because sometimes they don't have that level of confidence. They'd stay at home, but Victor's come out and mm. blocked the shot off, which again is another reason why we've drawn. It's not just defensive resilience; it's Victor in goal and pulling off some absolute worldies at times. Yeah, 100%. I think he's got bigger this season. I think he's bulked up. I don't know whether it's the difference in the, the goalkeeping shirts and how they fit, but he looks bigger this season. Mm. I don't know, it looks like he's spent the, the close season. We were already quite strong. We were already good enough, one if you know what I mean, but it does look bigger and stronger this season. Um, so all Mick, those Swedish meatballs in post-season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mick? Well, anything to add on that? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was excellent, weren't it? Uh, but it's what we what we come to expect from Victor. You know, he, he is. He, whilst he's whilst he's a clearly clearly a fully paid up member at goalkeepers union, he he, he doesn't seem. I'm not going to say that actually. I'm I'm going to stop before I start on that one. I might make it mistakes, so we'll we'll, we'll quit that Good and let's call. move on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just like brilliant, mate. Wanted. Absolutely top notch. Yeah, it was big time. Love it. Um, moving further forward, J Boy says Humphreys and Hall looked so good. So looked so good so far. Both class. Um, yeah, I mean, pick pick either one of them you want to talk about, Danny, because they were both superb. Humphreys continuing. Hall played almost played the Richard Wood role, didn't he? And he did a very very good job at it. Yeah. Um, I've seen a few people say on Twitter that this is one of the strongest-looking defences that we've had in, 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 a, in a fair few seasons in the Championship, and it, they almost seem very interchangeable with each other. Mm. You know, yeah. We've seen Peltier playing in Humphrey's position on the left-hand side. We've played Humphrey play on the right. We've seen Hall play on the right. We've seen Wood and Hall in the middle. Then we've got McCart on the left-hand side. So it's very interchangeable. It's almost like... Um, it's going to be a very strange sounding example, but it almost, it's almost like 
uh, the factory model cars where all the parts are interchangeable, but they all mm. work as well as each other. And that seems to be our defence this season. I mean, I have to feel for Akima Doffin coming back into the training today. I can't see where he's <laughs> going to fit in, bless him. I really can't, unless he wants to try and work on himself and work really hard with this defence and learn from them. I can't see where he's going to fit in, which because he, he is good on his day as well. But unfortunately, mm. that back line is so interchangeable with each other and so um, cohesive. I just can't see where anybody else would come into it. And do you remember when we were all we were all crying about not having enough defensive options um, in pre-season? That's gone yeah. straight out the window, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it has. You just look at the people we're bringing in. I mean, you compare it to last time in the Championship, we were bringing in Billy Jones and Joe Matica, the centre-back, who we all know he's not really a centre-back. We're now bringing Lee Peltier, who's got about a 1,000 years' worth of experience. <laughs> Grant Hall, who's got buckets of experience. Jamie McCart was quite a, quite an exciting young player coming through who hasn't made an appearance yet. There's such a difference in the quality of the squad to, compared to two years ago, Mick. It is, it is genuinely ridiculous, the difference. Yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. You, I mean, you go back to last season, I, I was and always have been a big fan of uh, Vicky. I, I thought he was an excellent player. Uh, and I thought it was developing into a fantastic centre-back. Uh, but I saw a tweet that somebody said we'd traded in a Fiat 500 for a Rolls-Royce with uh, between him and him and Cameron Humphries, and that's absolutely right. It's, it's bang on. It's absolutely yeah. on the money. Um, and then if you add into that a couple of Bentleys in um, in, uh, in Hall and Peltier, it's like you know, we, we, we're moving up in the world in that, in that respect. Mm. I said in the last podcast, and I say it again, that the, the, the recruitment has been absolutely on point all for the, for this close season. I know we've lost a few. I accept that. That's always going to happen. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that back three, a back three that's never not played together for us before, was just yeah. immense. Absolutely yeah. immense. You know, they've, they've brought, off, brought out one of the, probably one of the best Defensive performances, away defensive performance from a Rugby United side in years. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's essentially the first time that the three of them have played together. It's absolute madness. But it just shows you what experience and quality they've got there. Mm. Um, what I would say is, I think Grant Hall is is far better in that central role than he is uh, yeah. on the right. He's far more involved in the game, and I think he seems to me to be the type of player who wants to be involved. Um, you know, and if if he gets if he's out on the right hand side of a, or left hand side of a three, he's not quite as involved, is he? Uh, but he marshaled that defence expertly. And, and and sorry, I know I'm going on, but Lee Peltier I thought was 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 brilliant, just as good as the other two for me. Assured, mm. calm, just did what he needed to do and did it really really well. Right back three, that man, and that's where Art Richard Wood in it. Wow. I know. Yeah, that's mad. He'd... Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, we've got a comment from somewhere here. Where's it gone? So, about Icky. Uh, somebody, somebody put the comments. I can't find it now. About, uh, here we go. I don't feel the anxiety when Humphreys or Halls go for the ball when Icky mm. I know that comes from experience. Icky made a few mistakes for us. Mm. When Humphreys on the ball, you don't think he's going to give it away. Obviously, he's going to at times. But I don't, I don't feel like he's going to put us in a really bad position where Icky did that a few times in the championship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you just feel safe. And again, that might be because we haven't had the experience of him making a mistake yet. Uh, that might be it. Um, 
But it doesn't feel like that, does it? It, it? it feels like they're better um, from these games. Uh, just a, a brief stat, two clean sheets out of three games. Uh, Victor's already kept half as many clean sheets this season than he did in the Championship last time. Wow. Um, <laughs> and he played basically wow. half a season then. Um, That's madness. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, one, one goal conceded in three games, Danny. And I know, well, we'll come on to what happened with Reading in a minute. I know we played Swansea who struggle for goals, uh, but they have scored goals since. Uh, uh, mate, Reading... this is against Millwall. <laughs> no, we might come on to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Um, Reading, who have again, everybody tells me that Reading are rubbish, but this bang three pass Red uh, Blackburn the other night, and we all know Preston's problems, but they like a shot. That's impressive that there's only one goal conceded. That is a massive step up from two seasons ago. Ridiculously huge step up for me. Yeah, it is. And we've got best goal difference in league so far. Like, how on earth <laughs> that happened? Um, but yeah, the only, the only goal we've conceded has been an absolute worldy from Darling mm. against Swansea. Mm. Um, which I don't think if you had three goalkeepers that have saved it. Um, but with Reading as well, putting four past them in the first half, then they've gone on to beat Blackburn 3 0. It just goes to show that this in this league anybody can beat anybody. Mm. You know, you could be in the best form but still get absolutely knocked because you've not lined up correctly or you've got a tactic wrong or whatever. So for us to get our opening three games right, in quotation marks, to get that right and only concede once, we've done very, very well. Um um Tani put a um put a message to me the other day saying we are uh, I think a point and four places better off than last time in the championship. Mm. So, you know, it's just moving up ever so steadily and hopefully it continues and we don't hit a brick wall. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I think the difference being this time, Danny, is that the performances, like I keep saying, it's not necessarily the results and being unbeaten, it's the performances that we've been putting in that, that are streets ahead. Of last time. Well, you looked Wickham two years ago. I know it's Wickham, but that first game at season against Wickham, we struggled. That first half against Wickham two years yeah. ago, we almost got battered, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And that's against Wickham in the first 45 minutes. We haven't had that yet, have we? Not yet. Well, not yet. second half at, second half at, uh, at Preston. But it's we Preston, were, not Wickham. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be out. We're trying not to get carried away. Um, <laughs> Galbrig says we only concede screamers, uh, which I think is yeah. true. Absolutely. Um, let's move further forward because the first half, Danny, I thought we did all right. I thought, I thought from one to 11, I thought we played well. We had chances. Uh, their keepers pulled off a brilliant save from Connor Washington's uh, sort of first time shot, which was brilliant. That he almost scored again when Barlas has put through that wonderful ball. There was a lot of chance in the first half, those chances stopped in the second half. So, again, you probably won't be able to answer this, but from an attacking point of view, what was the change? Why Why do you think those chances stopped being created? Was it us or was it them? Um, <laughs> Sorry, mate. I'm trying, I'm trying to think back now. I've slept since then. Um, it, yeah, in the first half, we had the, um, the service from Barlasser. I mean, he played a couple very good through balls to Washington, like you say. 
Um, one was a through ball on the right hand side. You can see I'm trying to jog memory with this. Um, one was through to the right hand side, and Washington's just dragged it wide. And I, I honestly thought that goal were in. I, I thought mm. it was the way he did it. It's like, go on, oh, shame. Uh, and then the other one, he gets a, a shot away quite quickly from the left hand side. But I think second half, probably Preston just thought, right, their delivery is going to. Washington from Barlas, if we stop that and close down midfield a bit quicker, mm. so they've got less time on the ball, then they'll stop that service, and that's probably where it came from, because I noticed they didn't give us much time on the ball in the second half, and just kept hitting us, you know. Um, I saw a comment earlier on that when Washington went off, and before Kelly came on, it was like the Alamo, I think it was more like Rourke's drift against the Zulus, <laughs> to be fair. Um but yeah, I think as soon as we took Washington off, we didn't. I mean, I know Chio moved into the uh, the striker position, but we didn't really have the service that he needed. And then it sort yeah. of came back a little bit when Kelly came on. Um, but I think it was more down to Preston cottoning on to what we were doing more than us not trying to play our game, if that makes sense. Because I noticed that Barlasa played more balls around the midfield rather than through to Washington mm. in the second half. But we still created a very good chance in the second half that ideally Wiles should be finishing. Because I've seen yeah. our finishers in training, he should be finishing that. Mm. Um, but unfortunately, he's missed it. And a lot of fans around where I was were saying that were our chance to win the game. Mm. We need to hang on that. Um, but Rotherham United only play hoof ball. You know, we only play hoof ball. We don't create chances through passing neatly round a back line and getting a shot away. Oh, wait, that's exactly what we did for Wales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think some really nice stuff, wasn't it? Mm. I think one of the issues was once Connor Washington went off, I think Chio showed his inexperience in that position because he wasn't mm. there to receive any of those passes from Dan Barlasser. He was, he was kind of dropping deep or, or dropping out wide and, and not playing the role of striker um, and that's just an experience he's, he's, he's obviously obviously not been his his usual position um, I, I was quite critical of him, of him on that Twitter space after the after the, uh, mm. the match saying I felt that he, he, he kind of drifted out of the game a little bit but looking back I think it's probably just more experience we can't be expecting him to play the lone striker role or holding the ball that's not his that's not his game and he's not experienced at that he, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but as, as I think it has been mentioned in the comments a couple of times, when Georgie Kelly came on, that did change a little bit. But um, we just so, struggled so much to, to hang on to the ball. We just kept giving it away quite cheaply. And that that's why we invited the pressure on. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a learning curve. You look at that midfield. Mm. Barlas have played, obviously, a lot of times in the Championship last time. Wiles, I don't think, played that many times in the centre of midfield last time in the Championship. Rathbun's making his, his bowing... Championship football, who did his battling job very well, I thought, when he came on. Mm. But he, he looked after the ball as well as anybody else in the second half, which weren't very good. Um, yeah, I agree. We're, we've got a problem up front. It's not a massive problem, but the camp, we do have a problem at times of holding it up. Mm. But that's hopefully what Tom Eves will bring in a little bit of when he brings his physicality in the game. That's what he can do. That's what Georgie Kelly can do. Yeah. Um, but Preston are clearly a good team. Let's, not, let's get it right. Preston are clearly a decent team. Um, we weren't playing Wickham, were we? That's, no. that's important to point out. They will be there or thereabouts at the end of the season, Preston. No question about it. Mm. Assuming that they maintain that sort of uh, level of performance. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, talk about some other players. Uh, John Hensby says, Conor Washington is such an intelligent footballer. His runs are fantastic. Always on side. And his angles that confuse the defenders. A top player. Yeah, I completely agree. Danny, he's obviously got to work in his finishing. Obviously, like every striker has to. Um, mm. and we, we, so I suppose we talked about this in the last episode, but such I've got such love for Washington already. He, he's He's so intelligent with his runs. Yeah, he is. <clears throat> and I've said this before, he sort of um, picked up where he left off with Charlton, you're like staying on the last man and, and latching onto the ball and creating a chance. I think he's, he, he did that for his goal against Reading and he nearly did it against um, against Preston as well. And I think if we play into that style, which Barlasser is currently doing, uh, it will score a few for us this season. Mm. Um, it's starting to rub off on Kelly a little bit as well. I've noticed he's on the last man more than he was in pre-season. Mm. Um, and I think we can only really get better with, with Tom Eves now in contention for at least a a, a, a substitute's berth. Uh, so we can only really get better, uh, which, is, mm. which is fantastic because we've been playing good already. Yeah, yeah, it is. The thing is with defenders... The thing that probably frightens defenders more than anything from from being an observer is pace mm. and being able to time that run. If you, if you're a big man, that although that that is very difficult to deal with, there are ways to deal with big men in different ways that you can deal with it. You can't deal with pace, no matter how good you, unless you are as quick as the other man. It's just so difficult to deal with that pace and that run, and that's clearly mm. what we're trying to do this season with Chio, with Washington. Kelly's not slow, obviously. Um, yeah. Very positive. Uh, it's worth noting uh, that it was Dan Barless's 150th league appearance of his career and his 125th for Rotherham United, which seems like quite a lot already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to mention Cohen Bramall, Mick, because I thought in the first half we saw what he can do going forward. And to be fair mm. to him in the second half, I thought we saw what he could do defensively. I thought it was a really good combined 90 minutes with Cohen Bramall. Not perfect, obviously. Uh, but I was really, really happy with how he played in both first and second half. Yeah, I don't think he can have any complaints, really. Um, I know Ronnie Ronnie was criti- a little bit critical of him in the commentary on um, uh, Port Vale, um, of his defensive abilities. Mm. Um, and, and, yeah, you, you can clearly see that. He, he just wants to get forward, doesn't he? But um, I think he probably put paid to a little bit of that criticism on, on Tuesday night, particularly in the second half. He, he You know, he's... He's up for the fight, isn't he? Mm. Um, but going forward, going forward is where his um, his strength lies. Uh, if if he can just get that final ball into the box sorted, um, then he's going to be such a danger in this division. Mm. Such a danger. Yeah, yeah, he is. I, mean, I, I talked to me about about the, the who comes in at centre back two years ago when we had Joe Matic and Billy, Billy Jones coming in at centre back. That applies to left wing back. Two years mm-hmm. ago, we had Billy Jones coming at left wing back and Joe Matic was the left back going at left wing back. We've got yeah. Cohen Bramall, who's, we've got Shane Ferguson, who's probably the best of the two, and Cohen Bramall, is, who comes in to replace him when needs be. I don't, yeah. it's, it's just an upgrade, isn't it? Mm. Uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's an upgrade all over the pitch, mate. Everywhere yeah. you look, uh, we've, we've got an upgrade. Madness. Mm. Absolute yeah, madness. Um, Paul Brock says, Mick's mate Wes looked pretty tired in the second half and probably why he got subbed. We still love him, though. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah that leads yeah. us on. Let's talk about this now. This leads us on to what will hopefully be a Friday afternoon signing. Um, 
we don't know that they're, they're, Paul Warner's talked about a man being almost through the door. Heard that four or five times this summer. Which <laughs> worked out. Um, this time it appears to be the Twitter rumours appear to be Brooke Norton Cuffey, who is an 18-year-old kid from Arsenal. Um, mm. He's got pedigree already, though. He played, he played half a season at Lincoln last year. He won the European Championships with England's under-19s in the summer as well. Wow. Uh, was part of that squad. Uh, there is a YouTube video somebody's done of his sort of highlights from last season, eight or nine minute video, which I'll probably share after we've done here. Um, he looks very exciting. He looks, he's strong, he's quite quick, he's good going forward, he can take a player on. Um, easy to get excited over a YouTube video, Mick. I know I'm, I'm fully aware that they're not the best things to look at when looking at a player. Um, no. But if he's an 18 year old kid, who's already got half a season who's been in League One, and Arsenal mm -hmm. fancy him, because he, he has just signed a new contract in the last two weeks at Arsenal. Mm -hmm. um, it's good that Arsenal trust us, number one, because they've got yeah. some good players right in the future. And this kid yeah, yeah. could be an exciting player. And, and he's what we need. Right? He's a right wing back, which is what we're almost desperate for. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yes, yes, and yes. Um, it, assuming that we can get it, get it through the door. That's the main thing, as long as we don't go one has announced it already, and you know we haven't <laughs> announced it. But you know, so pigs will be sniffing round, bounds will be sniffing round, Wigan will be yeah. sniffing round. So we need to uh, we need to make sure that it's uh, it's done and dusted before before we announce anything. But yeah, he, he looks um he looks a prospect. He looks mm -hmm. a prospect. Um, you know, you don't get a first team contract at Arsenal if you're a donkey deer, uh, particularly at that age. Um, so yeah. Great. Bring him in. Bring him in. Get some experience and uh, let's see how we go with it. Mm. Yeah, and what was interesting, Dan, if you look, listen to Paul Warren's interview, again, we're assuming this is the guy which we think it is. Um, he, Paul Warren was saying that the club, as in Arsenal, want him to come to us, bearing mm. in mind his interest from other clubs. Um, that's quite an endorsement, really, because Arsenal's, and you can talk about their first team a lot, but their youth, their youth setup is one of the best in the country. For them to want yeah. to give us one of their players and to trust us is quite a quite a high sign, really. I think. It's. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, um, we've got a good relationship with Arsenal at the minute, which is a shame we're not on the uh, All or Nothing series on Amazon <laughs> that they've done, but you know, we, we can hope for in, in future. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've we've got a good pedigree with Arsenal players. I mean, we had. Um, was was a two to one loan from Arsenal to us? It was, yeah, yeah. it was, yeah. Yep. Uh, and then we've taken Taladji Bowler off him and True. developed him a fair bit. And we've also got Akima Doffin, who was on Arsenal's books mm. before going to Scotland. Um, so yeah, we've got a um, a good pedigree with Arsenal players, and you, I don't know, they might have the same agent for all we know. True. Um, so if they've if the agent's seen how they've progressed at Rotherham and then they've got Rotherham coming in for another one of their clients at Arsenal, they'll just go, hey, Rotherham want another one. It'll do well there. Yeah. And then I don't think it'll be Mikel Arteta who handles the transfers. I think it'll be their no. sporting director. But again, if he's seen us and how we developed Aussie 2 to on loan, it's probably gone, yeah, they'll probably do the exact same, but a league higher. So that'll benefit us and benefit the players. So let's get it done because it does seem to have happened very quickly. You know, we missed out on Ashley Fletcher, and then one is sort of switched his um, his um, his tone to a wing back. I know it's probably been in the works ever since they found out Kyoso was injured, but it seems to have switched focus very quickly. And now 
want the wing back. We found the wing back. <laughs> but it sounds like we've got the wing back as well. Um, but I'm quite excited to see um, see what he's all about. And uh, he comes with uh, a very good pedigree of scoring his first senior goal against Sheffield Wednesday, which is fantastic. Oh, well, lad. <laughs> it's just a thing of beauty. I know. <laughs> this job's made for him. It's made for him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you look at the uh, side 2 2. I know that he, he's gone away, but he, he's gone to Bochum or whatever in the Birmingham second division. We've probably made Arsenal some money. Now, it's only mm. a million quid. But if it's made him half a million, three quarters of a million, whatever, that's us because of how well Aussie did at our place. That's what I assume that's that's part of their look, their thought process. Um, and it's another person with a double barrelled surname as well, which is interesting. Uh, is it interesting? I'm not sure no. it is actually. It's just no, it's not noteworthy. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even noteworthy, mate. But no, no, fair enough. Sorry, um, I don't want to. I don't want to bust your bubble, but. It's a fact. It's yeah, a fact. There you go. There you go. It's a fact. <laughs> um, still no word on any news on striker. Paul Warren seems quite downbeat on the prospect of a striker coming in. But we all know how the transfer market works, especially this later in the window. Somebody we might have earmarked earlier on that wasn't available might become available. We might sell somebody for a couple of million and have the option to bank somebody else in. It's, it's a fast-moving market at this stage. Um, so although nothing's happening yet and nothing's confirmed yet, keep your eyes peeled on the strike. I have noticed, um, I have seen on, on, on Twitter today, on social media today, that the, the name that, that we are aware of um, has been mentioned actually mm. on social media today. Um, so I, I think we could probably um, mention it on here now, the fact that um, okay. That's well, green it's, out there. Green it's out there in the public domain now, isn't it? So... Uh, there has been talk of Robert Snodgrass yeah. um, coming in as well, which for me would be an unbelievable signing. Um, mm. I accept he's getting on in, in terms of age, but again, another very, very experienced player and experienced at a higher level. So how much how much mileage there is in that, who knows? Um, it may well just be another Twitter rumour, but um, I, I, I suspect there is some... Uh, some truth in it somewhere along the line. So I like the sound of that. I really do. Mm. I'd love not Robert Snodgrass. Um, yeah. But he's got to fit into the system, man. He's got to fit. He's got to come in right. If, if we bring him in, how is Scott High going to get game time? And he's yeah. on love from somewhere else. Mm. Um, I know his left footed could, <clears throat> you know, maybe in his, in his pomp, he could have played, he could have filled it left wing back. Maybe it is his now. That's not an option. We don't mm. play left midfielder, so you couldn't farm him out wide. I'd love him at this yeah. club, to be honest with you, because his pedigree is amazing. Um, he's got that experience. He's got his left foot. He's a ridiculous left foot set piece as well. You've got yeah. to set another set piece option. There's lots mm. of reason to say yes, but there's also how would he get in? And if he comes in, is Rathbun not played? Does Bars not play? Yeah. Danny, weigh in if you want. Um... <laughs> I mean, like you said, I can see why we want to bring him, why, why we'd want to at least explore it. Um, but then, do we really need him? You know, because we've got quite a firm midfield anyway. We've got, excuse me, we've got, well, that's just sitting ever so slightly deeper as the quarterback. And we've got Lindsay or Rathbone on the right side. And then we've got Wiles 
or high on the left side, but high being more interchangeable. Mm. I mean, yes, Snodgrass does come with, with quite a big pedigree, as we've said, and he would add a lot of experience, especially at championship level, to that midfield. However, if we were to bring him in, I could see a couple of people being a bit put out by mm. us bringing another midfielder in when we've got five midfielders already. So that included Dolphin as well. Yeah, a Dolphin as well. So I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think we'd probably explore, explore Snodgrass more if we know someone was certain to leave. For example, you know, Burnley come in with a stupid offer for Wales or Blackpool up their offer for Barlas at uh, a more acceptable amount. Um, That's not going to happen, is it? Exactly, I can't see that happening and we've already said that we don't want to lose our crucial players so every time someone's come in we've gone, unless you give stupid money, it's no. We've already said mm. that to Burnley. <clears throat> I imagine we've said that to Blackpool if they are the ones that are interested in Barlasser because uh, it's not confirmed. But yeah, I, 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 I can see why the agent wants to offer Snodgrass to us because I believe it's his agent that's offered him to us. But I can see the dilemma that will be going on in Warney's head. Like, mm. yeah, he's good, but where would he fit? You know, yeah. how to be a football manager. It's yeah. just about that that strength and depth, isn't it? Yeah, really. yeah, yeah that's the question. If one, if if Wilesy gets injured tomorrow, how mm. are we set? There's there's arguments for and against. Yeah, cost so, yeah. quite a lot. Just uh, want to throw in there. I thought I'd throw it in. Yeah, I'd be I'd be very happy and excited if you came in. Mm. But we will see on that one. Um, uh, worth mentioning again, we've still we've now this was the best start to a season since still the 2002 2003 season. Uh, we've equaled that season. Uh, that that season went about seven or eight games unbeaten at the start of the season. It would take some doing to beat that start, to be honest with you. Uh, but who knows? Who knows with this lot? We just don't know what's going to happen and uh, how it's going to play out. Any other topics, talking points from the Preston game or? Transfer rumours we've picked up before we move ahead uh, and look at what look ahead to London. No, nothing, nothing so. for me. I didn't think so either. I like that one. When we're on the grid. Oh, there's one thing to mention, Mick. Uh, you got the prediction correct. Oh, yeah, I did. That's uh, two out of three. Not bad, is it? Oh, oh there we go. <laughs> yeah, is, that, is that the Yorkshire version? Of, <laughs> of <meatloaf? laughs> so, two out of three, that's not bad. <laughs> How many uh, 11 out of 11s have you got for the team lined up, though? Uh, no. Well, I, 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 let me just count them up. Um, none. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to try on Tuesday, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. So that's gone well. I, I got um, 10 out of filming. <laughs> right, so now... <laughs> what we're going to do now is the scout report returns, so we are going to have the jingle, as we all enjoy. Uh, and then we're going to be joined by a QPR fan on the other side. Uh, find a bit more about their season so far and what to expect from them. Thank you. Uh, hello, Ben from the W12 podcast. How are you doing, Ben? Hello. Hello. How are we doing, boys? We all right? Yeah, no bad. Thank you very much. Mm. All um, good, mate. So, yeah, be all right. Oh, yeah, mate. Can you hear us? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Um, how has your season started? I know Tuesday night didn't go well against Blackpool, which is a, must be a bit of a blow. How's it gone overall? 
it's been a bit of a mixed bag, really. And, and you know, at the start of the season, we all we all predicted that the season could go either way. Um, very much on the fence, we could we could be very much be in the bottom half, or you know, we could be we challenging the top six. No one's really too sure what's going to happen with QPR this season. We are. I'm still not now, even four <laughs> games in. Um, we've got we've got um, a few injuries floating around, which is not great. Um, we're still a bit light up top. We've only just got brought in a couple of fullbacks as well. We've got um, Ethan Lard from Manchester United last week, so he mm. played Tuesday, but he's still not fully fit. So ugh, I, I think it's I think it's right to say that the cogs are turning, but they're not. You know, they're not fully there yet. So you may get a QPR on Saturday that's not fully at full pace. Um, from a season perspective, yeah, I mean, we lost Tuesday, which was frustrating because we, I mean. Blackpool weren't too bad, but they literally got their goal and then the second half they camped, you know, they put five mm. at the back and literally full on just camped the whole second half. And we just couldn't break it down, um, which was frustrating. Um, it, pretty even first half, really. But um, we've got a couple of injuries that come back on Saturday with Chrissy Willock is back, unfortunately, for you guys. <laughs> um, uh, he's a great player. We Every, every time he plays, we win and, and he scores. Um, but he's, he just can't get fit, fully fit. And he mm. keeps playing a couple of games injured, and but he's back Saturday. I don't know if he'll start. Um, I I I think he will, but I'm not sure. But if he is, that'd be massive. Um, Bill's interview today said that he was. There's going to be a few changes as well. Um, so I expect a few changes here and there. Um, we'll, we'll probably go four three three. Um, um, with obviously we've got two fullbacks in Pale, who's a, who's Dutch. Um, a Dutch lad we got from PSV, um, who's, who's supposed to be quite good again. We've not fully seen him at full pace yet. Um, we'll have um, Rob Dickey and Jimmy Dunn centre back, so pretty mm. pretty nifty centre halves. We'll have Stefan Johansson, Elias Chair, and probably Sam Field as your three in midfield. Um, up tops might be where it changes. I wouldn't be surprised to see Tyler Roberts, who again hasn't been fit. <laughs> we brought him in from Leeds on loan, and he's struggled to get fit but he's played in the last two games off the bench so I suspect he'll start um, with with um, probably Chris Willock or Elias Chair moving forward and we've got a young lad I don't know if anyone watched the game which you say you probably didn't you probably watched on your own but we've got a young lad called Armstrong Sinclair Armstrong he's 18 19 he's mm. we've had interest from City and Liverpool and all the big boys so it's inevitable that he's probably going to leave at some point but um <laughs> <laughs> but he's lightning quick and um, the fans are calling for him to start so I wouldn't be surprised to see him start on, on one left or right hand side um, but he looks really exciting um, but yeah it should be a good game mm. yeah it should talk about Michael Beale because I don't know anything about him I know he's your manager obviously okay. um, yeah. he's not got history really he's not, has he been a manager before or has he just came from somewhere else no, he's come from Aston Villa. So he's um, he was he was Gerard number two, um, Aston Villa. Apparently the brains. That's what that's the rumor going around. Um, yeah, I've heard behind. that today. I've been, I've been told that that today. I worked with a Villa fan, um, and he said yeah. that he was the brains behind uh, Gerard's management. So they might be going yes. downhill, Villa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what they say. And, and you know, look, it's never an easy transition from number two to manager, is it? And a lot of people, more people have failed than probably been succeeded than succeeded. So, we're, we're again, we just don't know, we don't know what to expect. He, he's he, 
he's tactically seems like he knows what he's talking about and what he's doing and he understands the players and it's just whether that man management element which mm. is always difficult if you don't if you know i imagine steve gerrard's great at um uh, at villa that um whether he can 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 get that sorted and and, and go go in this year but it's really early days really um so it's looking okay i'm not saying it's not looking great um but again like i said you know if he's we could have a great season or he could be gone by October. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say you've got a style of player yet. No, again, he's, he's only new, he's only he's only just come in. I know you see four three threes where you so would is there a style of player yet or is it still too early to sell? No, yeah. So we I mean he's tried to implement fullbacks. I don't know where you guys are in your fullbacks and how high or low they play. Um, but um we're trying to push them on and it's 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 kind of a good thing when we're away from home. Um, it works really well with mm. already, but when we're at home, a bit of a smaller pitch, and it doesn't feel like it's working mm. as it should do, or how I guess he'd want it to do. We've only just got the two fullbacks in again, so that doesn't help. So, and, and we play, we, we're going like, we're going to probably have a lot of the ball, I suspect, on Saturday, and, and, and I'm not too sure how Rotherham have started this season, how you look to play, but um, I don't know whether you'll let us have it and you'll just try and pick it off us and try and hit us on the counter, or, not, or do you like do you guys like to play around as well at the moment? Bit pragmatic, really. We can we can play with the ball against Reading. We we took a fair amount of the ball until we went four 0 up. We had quite a lot of the ball. Then we just let let the game go. Um, I think we can do both. That's 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 our benefit at the minute is we can do a bit of both. Um, we've got pace up top is where we're threatening at the minute, really. You guys have started really well, haven't you? Um, yeah. Is there a reason? Three, three unbeaten. What's, what's that five down points. To? Yeah. Good. Um. I think it's it's down to um, towards pressing teams when they uh, when they knock it around the back a little bit. That's what we did with Reading, and then sort of caught them out and played like over yeah. them and round them. Uh, Preston, I think we just dug in and, and held out really, and um, Swansea was just same thing, but they scored an absolute worldy and, and drew with us. So I think if you knock it knock it round the back and allow us to press you. It could be a very interesting game, but if you can exploit little holes, if you like, then it could, it could turn into more of a, a feisty game, if you like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, our star players, Ilias Chair and Chris Willett, mm. they're our two main guys. Um, probably two of the best number 10s in the league. Um, but we can't both fit at the same time the past six that's not you know after African got injured and we could just could never, can't get them both on the pitch. They both played on the pitch on Middlesbrough. And that's our only win, and they were both brilliant. So if we can get them both on. Mm. You know we're, we're cooking, but um, yeah, they're, they're our two best players for sure. Mm. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, it gives us hope that you're that you're obviously lost to Blackpool, but like I so said, we beat Borough. Borough beat Borough is a good result. So it's uh, early days. It sees this is what it's all about. Championship as well. Um, before we let you go, Ben, give us a score prediction. We've just talked about how difficult it is to predict this game. Uh, but <laughs> how do you think it's going to go? <laughs> well, mate, it could, honestly, it could be. I went to Rotherham last, when you were, when you were in the league last a couple of seasons ago, you beat, you beat us yeah. right at the end, I believe you remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. I predicted 4 0 that game. So um, I, I think the, guy, the lads will want a reaction, and I think that we'll change it around a bit. And I think Willick will come in. So I think we will win. 2-0, 2-1. Two, 
but I wouldn't be surprised if that didn't happen and we ended up drawing or losing. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we'd all take a point again. So it's an away game in Championship. Pick up a point away on on road for it is a good result for, That's for it, us. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm. Draw away, um, win your home games. You, you, you're you're on the right path there, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Exactly. Mick, Danny, is what you want to ask Ben before we let him go? How long do you think your uh, chairman owners would give the manager if uh, if it's if it's not going well? Well, it's a good question. Um, you know, Warburton went and he and the fans loved Warburton. Mm. He, I mean, he could have walked on water in February because we were third in the league. You know, we were winning every game. We were brilliant, and then just all, the wheels fell off. Um, and Les Ferdinand and and the board sort of got the brunt of it because we didn't buy in January and. You know, mm. stuff like that. Stuff was happening behind the scenes, and so I think Les, this is Les Fert, Les's appointment. I think Les Fert, like this, you know, this is their appointment. So mm. if it doesn't go right, fans will turn, but they probably won't turn on the manager as quickly as they will on the board. So he might get a bit more time. Mm. Um, yeah. But with the squad we've got, we certainly shouldn't be anywhere near the relegation zone. So if we start getting down there, then it, it could end up pretty quickly. So. Mm. Uh, yeah, it depends how we're doing and how we're playing, mate. But probably sort of October, November time. See where you are. See where we are. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the World Cup's a good point for for every club this year. Yeah, the World Cup break. break is going to be a very important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. But it also means we've played a lot of games up until now, till then. So True. a lot of injuries happen, and that what that benefits some other clubs and others. Depending on who get injured, obviously. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought Luton and Huddersfield they they sort of did well last season because they literally had the same eleven every week pretty much. So um, yeah. that's you know that's a massive benefit, isn't it? Mm. That was a yeah. blackbird that were up there, got all the injuries, and then we started falling down. Probably other reasons as well. But mm. yeah, um, for anybody that wants to get the QPR view, if where can they find the W Twelve podcast to listen to you guys at the fancy pregame? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, just W Twelve Podcast. They've got another one about, so um, just type us in. We'll, we'll be there. We're doing our we're doing our podcast tomorrow. So um, yeah, give us a listen. Good luck for Saturday as well, boys. Well, not good luck, but you know. Are you, are you, are you <laughs> yeah, I'll be going. Here you go, mate. All right. Well, have a good have a good before, time in London. I suppose before you go. Prices. And we're going to ask about ticket prices. Mm. What's what's with ticket prices? Is that, is that always is that just your prices or? It's London, isn't it? It's London prices. I mean, we've always been high. Um, I can't really apologise for the view as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the fans bring up every fans forum. It's a challenge from the... But, the, you know, the reality is is the club needs to make money and... and, and yeah. Yeah. The view's fine from that away end. It's just... If you're, if you're taller than three foot six, you can't sit down. There's I know. No, absolutely. Yeah. There's no gap between seats. Yeah, we've just... Built some safe standard, you'll notice when you're there or when you watch the game on the other end. So that's where yeah, I'll be okay. sitting moving forward because I, I, I need some more room. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you for doing this, Ben. Good luck for the rest of the season. Obviously, for Saturday. And uh, cheers for yeah. this, mate. Thank you very much. No worries, mate. Yes, yeah. Have a good evening, lads. Cheers. And you. Cheers, cheers Ben. Mate. See ya. Always oh, good to have a Ben on the show, isn't it? Yeah. We're missing yeah, Ben. Yeah. So we get a different Ben on. Um, yeah, interesting. Always like doing those. Um, ref watch. Where are we? Where are we? Referee is Andy Woolmer. Um, he is a championship referee. Has been a championship referee for a long, 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 long time. 
which gives you probably a bit more information than is uh, than needed. Um, he last refereed us, to be fair to him, he last refereed us when we played Accrington at home in February and won 1-0. And he got mm. just about, I know Dan disagrees with the Richard red card, um, but he got most of the stuff right and dealt with the bad, dealt with a pretty tough situation as well as he could as well. So uh, that's where it comes from a Rotherham point of view. The caveat to that is I don't know if anybody's watched the um, Blackpool Swansea highlights from the weekend um, when Blackpool were given a ridiculously soft... It was a dive. Blackpool player dived and Andy Woolmer decided to give a penalty for to Blackpool for said dive. So that is a slight issue. Um, mm. I don't know. I don't I, I'm not a fan to be honest with you. Not, it's, it's, looking at his record, he's not done anything bad for us in the past. He's just been around for too long for my liking in terms of championship. <laughs> if, he were, if he were good, if, if he was actually good at his job, he'd be in Premier League by now, wouldn't he? You would have thought so. Wouldn't you? Um, depends what he wants wants out of life, I guess. Yeah, I don't think he's good enough, but we'll see. Um, yeah, anything to comment on Oliver Langford from the other night? We didn't mention the referees. I don't think he got the memo about letting the game flow, and, and no. you know he, he was he did blow up quite a lot. Um, I got the impression he, I get the impression he's the kind of I'm going to do it my way type of. Uh, of referee didn't have a particularly bad game. Um, I think he, I think the booking of Victor was out of order. I think the crowd got them booked um, mm. because Im- immediately after that, their goalkeeper were doing exactly the same thing and mm. didn't even get spoken to. So. It is what it is. Nothing to nothing to really complain about. He, he, he had a pre- reasonably anonymous game, didn't he? To be fair, which I suppose is what you want from a referee ultimately. Yeah, apparently because he gave him a lot of free kicks. Yeah, he just gave a lot of free kicks in general. Um, they had the ball, I suppose. So that's maybe why. Yeah, um, why it looks or feels like that. Um, Alfie, you've seen ninety said he saw Danny at the game. Um, he, got various, he says we've got a defence like prime AC Milan. Uh, <laughs> <That is ambitious. laughs> yeah, take that. Uh, our record against QPR is pretty poor. Only two victories ever at QPR. Have they always played Loftus Road, Mick? As far as I can, know, as far as I remember, yeah. I mean, when you've been to ground, you're seeing how old it is. Yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, uh, so two wins. One was in 1951. The other was in 2019 when Semi Ajay scored that last-minute winner, mm. um, which was a great, great moment. But we pushed him all the way. We played him six months ago, just over just yeah. over six months ago, um, and pushed them all the way to a penalty shootout um, in the FA Cup third round. So we've got recent history of pushing them. Um, let's talk about how we think we're going to set up, Danny. What change would you make? Um, is there any? Is there any change? He talked about pace out wide, which does scare me a bit. With the only Humphreys in there, that's got a bit of pace from the defensive three. So, mm. what would you like to see? Um, I think if we've got pace, if they've got pace out wide, it may be a case of being a little bit more defensively compact in the first half, and then seeing if we can do anything in the second half. Um, so probably Ferguson and Harding in there. Um, probably bring Woody back into it as more of your defensive rock, if you like. And then, yeah, like I said, probably have Humphreys and maybe Hall with Harding on that right hand side because Harding's quite quick, isn't he? 
Yeah. Um, and I mean, even though Ferguson's experienced, he's still quite quick. You just, I don't think he can play a full ninety at full pelt. Um, so that could solve that issue. Um, midfield sort of speaks for itself again. I think. Um, well, would Lindsay or Rathbun is the, is the question? For, for me personally, I would bring Rathbun on in the second half and let him terrorise him and just mm. run all over him and terrorise him. Uh, same with Kelly in the second half as well because he yeah. runs after everything as well. Um, it, I, I don't, I don't know. Certainly, could be a case of just buying a time. You know, buying a time, holding out a little bit like we did against Preston, hopefully without as much intensity and and uh, blood pressure raising. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that might be how we, we line up. Maybe try and nick a goal early on as well. Mm. Could be a, an option, but I could see us probably just buying a time, maybe trying to catch him on the counter potentially. Yeah, because we, we have got option, Mick. You look at Washington and Chiu, mm. we've we have got an option to sit deep and spring the counter-attack with that with that pace. We haven't just got one player who's quick. We've got those, like Danny mentions, Ferg, if he plays, it's not slow. Mm-hmm. Miles is quick. We have got the option to do that. And that's not just an option. That's a valid option to just soak pressure and counter-attack. Yeah, I mean, they might have pace that wide. We've got pace just about everywhere, all around the pitch. Yeah. Um, if you, with the exception of Woody, obviously, and, and, and probably Grant Hall as well. I think they're probably pretty much of a muchness mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of pace, but everywhere else we're 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 blessed with that. So um I, I it's gonna be a different proposition I think to Preston. Um I suspect like Ben's just said there, I think their their player will probably uh, revolve around chair um and, and, and will it if he plays. Um I think everything will come through them. So there's an argument to say that um that Ollie Rathbone may well start to uh, to give them a, a bit of a uh, a bit of a kick, kick. in midfield um, early doors. Um, my recollection of, of watching Chair, and I've only seen him a couple of times, is he's, he's not one for um, being involved in any sort of physicality, is he? He's, uh, if, if I'm right, if I, if I, if I, I think you're, that, I think you're right. Yeah, I think he prefers to find himself rolling about on the floor, clutching, clutching his ankle rather than uh, getting. He likes to sit down, doesn't he? So there you go. Hey, bum bum. <laughs> well done, mate. Very good. <laughs> Um, so we'll see, we'll see, but um, I can't see there being many changes. I think it's just going to be the odd one, don't you? Yeah, yeah. There's a question on 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 hard. Another question is Harding for me because he, he were knackered. He were knackered at the end of the Reading game, mm. and that was mm. not the most exciting. Oh, it was very hot, I suppose, weren't it? Um, mm. But we haven't got anybody else. What are you going to do? Put put Chio back there, but then you're taking away mm. Chio from where he's been doing really, really well. Um, you could put Peltier there, but then Peltier is a right back, not a wing back. I mean, he's a proper right back, whereas Wes can attack. Um, until this new guy comes I mean, in, I don't think we've got an option. I think Peltier could be the option if we decide to go a little bit more defensive in the first mm. half and have Peltier yeah. and, and then Ferguson. And like you say, if Gio's uh, knackered, uh, not Gio, if, if Harding's knackered, um, at the uh, towards the end of games, and we've played Tuesday, and he did look fairly tired in that game mm. before getting subbed off. We could bring him on later, and then that's when you push mm. Chio further yeah. forwards again. Because if you have Peltier sitting slightly deeper on the right hand side, your service is more or less going to come from Ferguson on the left, so Chio will have to yeah. drop in slightly anyway. Um, so then, if you were to swap Peltier and, and Harding later on, then you could push Chio further forward. Or even um, make a double sub and take Peltier and and cheer off, and then bring on 
Hardin and potentially even Tom Eaves as yeah. well. Mm. Potentially. Yeah, Paul wants us that Tom Eaves, he was, he was ready for the squad. He could have been in the squad on Tuesday. Um, is he ready to, to play games, minutes? That's sort of the question that Paul has talked about, he's thinking of. Whenever you've got Georgia Kelly, there's no need to rush him back. You know, if, if we didn't have Georgia Kelly, we'd all be saying, get Tommy's back in there. We need mm. that, you know, not somebody else. Whenever you've got Georgia Kelly, just wait till he's ready. And when Tommy's is ready, he'll be ready. Um, I think the game against Morecambe next week is coming at a really good time for somebody like Tommy Eves, for this kid that's potentially coming from Arsenal. That's mm. going to be a really good game for those guys uh, to get some minutes under the belt, I think. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We could stay unbeaten. We could lose three nil. We could win one nil. We just don't know. Uh, as with that's how, that's how the future works, I suppose. Um, <laughs> Danny, let's go for some score predictions. Uh, we, me, and you have not got any right yet this season. Mick's got two already. Mick's, Mick's got Victor's clean sheet record of two out of three. So, um, what do you think, Danny? I mean, have we got? We haven't even got the. Um... The result right. We've, we've not even got. We've not got scoreline right. We've have, we have got the result right yet. Oh come uh, on! You're clutching at straws now, Danny. Yeah, Danny. You said we, we both. We, we both said we beat Reading. Right. And we both said we beat Port Vale. Mm. And I said we draw against Swansea. So I've got. I've got all three results right. It's good, you know. Yeah, not result, but you know what I mean. But apart, from, apart from the Preston one, where we were all off it a little bit. Um, I went two two for that one. <laughs> oh, you still you still got the the quote unquote draw. Yeah, yeah. still still picking up points on Super Six. I'm just <laughs> in the mud. Um, oh, QPR is going to be a hard one to predict. Mm. Um, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go for a one one. I think one one. I'll go for a one one. Yeah, I agree. This is tough because I just don't know what to expect from QPR. Mm. Um, I think it being at their place suits us, weirdly. I think it's away from home, the pressure's off. Uh, they can maybe express themselves a little bit. Well, if you're at home, a team like QPR are expected to beat us and the fans will feel that and that feeds into the players. That if, if, it's, if we go one up inside 10 minutes, it's going might become a difficult place for them to play, mm. uh, the players. Uh, Mick, what do you think? Um, I don't, I'm, 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 yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to do with this. Had, had Blackpool not got the result there on Tuesday... Then I would have put. I would have gone for a, 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 a victory for us, a win for Rotherham. Mm. I, I think we might get a response from QPR uh, losing to teams like Blackpool, um, and that they won't want to. They won't want to teams like Double. Well, they won't want to lose like lose the teams like Rotherham as well. So, um, having said that, I think we're so much stronger this season than anybody else expects. And I don't think they'll know what's hit them, quite frankly. I hope so. I'm going. I, I'm, I'm going to go two one Millers. I'm going to. I, I think we'll 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 nick it. Right. But that's a bit. I'm being a bit optimistic there. I think you are a little bit. I'm going to go two one QPR just just because they lost to the Blackpool. I think the mm. Blackpool result will hurt us. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm. Personally, um, Paramed UK says one nil to the Millers. So does Kim Haywood and Cal Briggs. Paul Brock thinks the same as Danny. He says 1-1. S6 Formula says 1-0. Thinks Washington will score. Washington used to play for QPR. Just remember. Mm, um, Harvey Kellick says 2-1. I think he played a lot for him. I think he played well over 100 times for him as well. Um, mm. I'll check that in a minute. 
Um, Russ Drennan and Harley Kellex is 2 1. Sean Green says 2 1. YouTube user says 2 1. And PowerMed UK has booed my prediction. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what else you want to say about the QP argument. Any other, any other talking points or people? With it being so early, it seems it is more difficult to preview those games, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. It is. Mm. We don't really know what to expect from them. We're getting a pretty good idea after four, three games, three league games and a cup game. We're getting a pretty good idea what to expect from us. Um, if we can combine the two, because we've been defensively very good in a few games, and then and then against Reading, we were, we were absolutely electric going forward. Combine the two and, and we'll walk away with the game, quite frankly. Mm. Um, so, we'll see. Yeah. Connor Washington made 98 appearances in all competitions for QPR. I mean, so he's going to win. Fourteen in all competitions. So not many then. Thirteen in the league. Yeah. Thirteen in the league. He seems like the type of person that wants to score against that type of team as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. An average record. It's not a t- thirteen in ninety. Whatever. It's not not a terrible record, but it's just not prolific, is it? No. Excellent for striker. Um, yeah, last call. Any other topics, comments, queries that we want to quickly mention? Not from me. No, not from me. Perfect. We will be back, as we mentioned, we will be back after the game on a live on Twitter. So if, if you're not following us on Twitter, go on Twitter, IFC underscore pod. We'll be doing live Twitter space. It'll be 20 minutes, half an hour, much like it was again after the Preston game. Um, where we just have a quick chat if you want to get but the whole point of doing it is it's like you can just you can join in we had uh, Ian Bradley join us talk give us his views on the Preston game um, once if you like Mick you'll have to work out how to use it <laughs> five minutes to work that out I, I got it though I don't know why now so I'll do it straight away you can't do it on, let everybody on else know so that if anybody yeah. the old people don't, there, don't try and don't try and you can listen to it on, on the computer you can't speak you can't do anything you can't interact in any way you have to do it on your phone. Thank you. Thank You're you. very welcome. Um, yeah, <laughs> no. if you haven't watched Danny's, Danny's vlog from the Preston game is up, and there is a pie review. Um, the pie looked horrendous, Danny. Apparently, it was, oh. apparently it was decent. It looked terrible. It looked terrific, didn't it? <laughs> I, I, I opened back and it was like it burnt me pie in its first away game of the season. This is this is unacceptable. But it, it was weird because it, it was burnt, but it was soft. Like it only looked burnt. Which was <laughs> bizarre, but anyway, uh, the more or less full review is on the vlog. If you want to go and have a look, and the it rating is. as well, and the rating as well. We're not spoiling. I'm doing like a little league of everybody's pies. I'm saving the Rotherham pie for the last game of the season because hopefully then they've yeah. got it right. <laughs> <That's a good laughs> idea. Um, we should quickly briefly say, very very briefly, Coventry have apparently sorted their pitch out, or will have sorted their pitch out by the end of August. Um, obviously, this affects us because we've still got a game to, re- to be rearranged. Let's wait and see. I, I, our game is not going to get officially rearranged until we know that they can play on it. And like mm. we mentioned before, there's only three available midweeks between now and the World Cup. One of those is the, fir- is the first, sorry, the second week of September. It's not going to get rearranged for them. Um, so, my guess is would it, be, it would be post World Cup, but that remains to be seen. We'll see if there any further updates. On that one, um, if you haven't already, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen audioly. Um, give us a five star rating where you can do as well. 
Danny's vlog will be out the weekend for the QPR game as well. We'll be back on Sunday evening live on YouTube. The podcast will be out Monday morning to review QPR and look ahead to the Carabao Cup second round tie uh, again, Morton. Uh, Michael, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for being with us. You're very welcome, mate. Anytime. Anytime. Mm. Well, most times. Most times, yeah. Sometimes it'll be a car park in Wales, but anytime. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and Danny, always a pleasure to be with us, mate. Yep, always a pleasure to be here. We'll see you next time, everybody. Thank you very much. Bye. Cheers. Rebel. Vicious. Wood's got around the back, and Richie Wood has done it again! The magic man has come up with another trick! Well, there's a chance to seal it! It's done! It's Georgie Kelly! Rotherham United's pathway back to the championship is opening up! The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.